Hi there, this is Jeff Andreessen, and welcome to our first PodTales interview episode. We put the call out to audio fiction creators to see if they'd be willing to answer some questions about their processes and challenges. Their response was overwhelmingly positive, and a gigantic thank you to everyone involved. If you're interested in being in a future episode, feel free to check the link in the show notes and skip question one, because that's what we use for this episode. So let's get this started and meet just a small sample of the wonderful creators who answered question one. I'll make sure to credit a complete list at the end of this episode and include information on them and their shows in the show notes. My name is Ali Hilton. I am the creator of the audio drama, Danny in the Void. My name is Tamara Gassane. This is Andrea Clausen. I am the showrunner of Me and AU. I do everything except act in the show and sound design it. Hi, Podtails. I'm Pippin A. Major, writer, director, and producer of Clockwork Bird. Alex C. Tillander of the Ostium Podcast. I'm Andrew Wardlaw. I'm with uh, Lamplight Radio Play. Hey there, Podtails team. This is Jeffrey Nils Gardner, pronouns they, them. I'm Amy Frost, the narrator and producer of Ake Willow. Hey there, my name is Anne Sloan, she, her pronouns. My podcast is the Carlotta Botox Chronicles. My name is Kai Gwilym Pritchard. My associated audio fiction podcast is Chain of Being. My name is Tal Minier, and I use they, them pronouns. I am the creator and producer of Sidequesting and What Will Be Here, and I am the co-creator and producer of Lighthearts and Someone Dies in This Elevator. Hi, my name is Jordan Stillman. I am one of the producers of The Ordinary Epic. Here is our first question. Has the pandemic pushed you to record differently? And are you doing more remote recording? Has the pandemic pushed me to record differently? Yes, it has. We normally record in a studio in Los Angeles. That has become impossible to do. So I'm approaching my third season, which is upcoming in a totally different way with all of my actors recording remotely. Yeah, uh, it has absolutely changed how we do stuff. Uh, Specifically for us, it changed story selection. I've spent most of my life as a multi-hyphenate theater artist, so my happy place is performing and rehearsing and hashing things out in the same room with other theater people. Uh, For the first time, we did a piece that's just one person telling a story, and uh, I dropped off some equipment with the actor, and they set themselves up in a homemade booth, and I directed them over the phone. And it was reasonably painful. Prior to covid All of my audio fiction pieces, even my one-on-one interviews, have been recorded in studio altogether, where we can see facial expressions and gestures and sometimes even walk through the action and the staging of a particular moment in a scene. So there's been a big shift in my work from almost entirely in-person experiences to entirely online meetings and recordings. The craziest thing about how the pandemic has altered our routines is that we started a podcast. About two months in, we released the trailer for Clockwork Bird. It's probably been a lot more stressful than it would have been otherwise if we operate on a base assumption that starting an audio drama is always going to be stressful. I started the whole podcast in the middle of the pandemic, so I took into account what would happen or what could happen if I needed more voices. And I did want more voices. So I kind of created a podcast around the idea that you start with Dex voice and then some other characters start to slowly come into the podcast. So I just maybe needed one person for one episode or one's one voice actor for a few episodes. We decided to do a mini series in between seasons one and two, and we did end up recording that remotely with our actors. 
Um, it, it, we decided to go with more of a one-on-one approach. So the episodes are mostly isolated. It's mostly just, um, you know, short vignettes with just one character at a time. That's not the case for all of them, but that's pretty much what we're going for. The pandemic hasn't really changed how I record at all because I was doing everything remotely from the beginning. While I was doing plenty of remote recording before with voice actors, as well as myself, I'm now incorporating Zoom most of the time. It's great to be able to see voice actors' faces and react with what they say and how they act. I've found the recording options with Zoom to be really good too. When we get around to recording the next seasons of Ostium and Circe in 2021, I fully plan to use Zoom to make it feel like we're all in the same place together. We usually have one Zoom meeting to read through the piece and chat and see each other, and then all additional rehearsals are conducted on Zencaster, where we cannot see each other. The only effect the pandemic has had on recording is that I've increased my recording schedule so that I can have looser deadlines and mostly just give people a break when they need it, including myself. So generally what we do is we have our table reads over Discord. We go through episodes scene by scene and we talk about the scenes if there's any feedback that's needed. I'll give that right there and then. Um, Sometimes I'll go and message them more. It just depends on the person and what's been going on. And then after that, each actor has about two weeks is usually what we put our deadline as. um, And they can just record on their own time. They'll send the audio in. Uh, Me or one of the sound editors will listen through it. Uh, If there's needs to be retakes on lines, uh, we will get back to the actor. And yeah, it's... Working so far. <laughs> For Unwell, we have decided that we will be going into the studio. Now we've dramatically changed how uh, we're arranging that. For most of Unwell, we would do everything we could to get every single actor from the scene in together. And we'd all rehearse it together in the studio and then record it. Uh, we are not doing that this time. Uh, We are, in fact, recording with kind of the minimum number of people in the studio at a given time. We've instituted a bunch of new kind of safety procedures, obviously masks, cleaning equipment, cleaning surfaces, making sure only one person is touching the mics. I I use a website called Behind the Voice Actors, so a lot of my um, voice actors are from another country as well. And um, before, uh, like, early episodes... I was recording with people, um, like in person, uh, just with like classmates that from, because uh, I did uh, drama A level, uh, which is like, I guess like college, I think, for, if you're American. And then I started using other people. And now that the um, pandemic is hit, it's exclusively um, remote recording, except for when I get people that I live with to do um, lines and stuff. Um, it's been pretty good uh Honestly, Me and AU was always intended to be recorded remotely, and we did a lot of our recording before uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. The reason we went with remote recording is a couple of things. One of the biggest ones is that I live in a rural part of Canada where um, there isn't really a whole lot of access to sound studios or to actors who are interested in voice acting, hit all of the demographics that I would like to hit, or just would be interested in making like a queer rom-com if we're being honest. Because I knew from the get-go that we weren't going to be able to get together and record together as a team, distance recording has been baked into the fabric of the show. 
In the script, certain characters spend more time together than others, and this is to compensate for the different ambient qualities of the recording spaces of each of our acting groups. We're split into two teams who record together. There's me and my two housemates who live with me here, and um, then my dad and my sister. We found that actually uh, the kind of shielding screen that you would use to reinforce the space acoustically um, works great for also blocking uh, some direct airflow. Now, obviously, that's not going to you know, block 100% of stuff. Um, so we are working to make sure that you know people are unmasked as infrequently as possible. We just wanted to make it as simple as possible, um, you know, make it easy for the actors, some of which who haven't necessarily recorded remotely before. I was very resistant to this because I do like getting the actors in the same room. I think there's something wonderful about the dynamics that happen between the actors. We have recorded one episode remotely, and I'm really pleased with the results. I, I have just cast a whole bunch of really wonderful actors who are super professional, and they're handling it great. So it is far beyond my expectations. I had a lot of fear about it. It's turning out wonderfully. What tips do you have to pass on to other creators who are in the same situation? When it comes to recording remotely, however, I would say two pieces of advice. The first one is have backups, and if possible, have individual person backups. Like, it's great to have a recording backup of everybody, but then if one person doesn't have their audio working properly, then you have to basically choose, am I going to have higher quality audio for everybody and then this one person just isn't there? Or am I going to lower the quality for everyone and do the backup? If you have individual file backups, like what Zoom provides, then you can just replace the audio file for that one person. I can talk a bit to what I think our goals are. And um, in kind of ranked order, I would say the most important, obviously, is that our actors and crew be as safe as possible. Um, and that means following, um, you know, all the CDC recommendations. We have um, consulted with uh, an epidemiologist, actually, an old friend of mine, uh, who walked through our recording procedures and said, okay, here's something you want to change. And at the end was like, well, you know, this looks... Uh, this looks fairly good. Um, this looks pretty good. So, you know, obviously that's that's our first priority. I think just for tips for other people, be really clear in how you want things to get across. I mean, try and be a bit poetic because that's how you get things across um, quite well is if you're being really sort of... Uh, trying to get the emotion across really well you know be 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 specific and be um like accurate in your stage directions the second one is to have a system for matching up audio everybody does the one two three clap thing i personally prefer having that file that i already set up and just having people say i am recording and then matching up their individual audio file with the bigger recording audio file which is automatically lined up i would say tips that we have is just sort of make sure you do a test <laughs> Testing is really important um, and, and just sort of be open with the folks you're working with about the quality that you need and uh, scheduling and, and things like that. Build in some failure. Sometimes people will just have a bad audio day because like their heating system that they didn't know their building had kicked on and three dogs fought outside. Our second priority, though, is is making people feel safe. And and that means often going kind of above and beyond what the recommendations are and and working to make sure that people know that, for instance, 
if they're feeling sick, even, you know, half an hour before a recording, they should call us and say, hey, I'm not coming today. Making sure people are as comfortable as possible saying, hi, I shouldn't come to the studio. Stuff like providing actors with really detailed character sheets prior to recording and getting as much direction as possible down at the stage of writing the scripts. This has really helped with getting what I want from actors when I can't be in the same room as them whilst they're recording. Try to do as much as you can up front to prepare for success, which means that you aren't necessarily going to just jump in and record right away. You might need to spend some time working with your actors around what their space sounds like, if you're hearing audio issues, if the person who will be processing your end audio, if that isn't you, is hearing audio issues, and those audio issues are genuinely going to be really difficult to work with. Things like that, as much as you can do them up front, will definitely save you some time and some headache later on. The biggest thing for the project has been keeping an open flow of communication, asking a lot for help and advice. That's absolutely key for making big projects work under such challenging circumstances. And I think this situation has pushed the whole team and me in particular as a producer and director to find innovative solutions to problems which will hopefully serve me well long after COVID has passed. Also, you know, if someone is uncomfortable being in the studio um, for whatever reason and not and not asking someone to justify why they wouldn't be in the studio, really respecting that and making sure that they know that we will record them separately or find some other solution. And I'm really glad that we've had, you know, folks step up and say, hey, you know, I, I don't, for whatever reason, feel comfortable doing this. So, uh, you know, what accommodations can be made and then making those accommodations. On a very personal level, it's actually been really helpful for me to have such a large scale project that I can really lose myself in to occupy me during a time which has otherwise been so stressful and challenging. A gigantic thank you to all the creators who participated in this episode, including Cal Gwillem Pritchard of Chain of Being, Tom Manier of Sidequesting, What Will Be Here, Lighthearts and Someone Dies in This Elevator, Anne Sloan of the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, Andrea Clausen of Me and AU and Station to Station, Jeffrey Nils Gardner of Unwell and Heartlight Van FP, Pippin Ira Major of Clockwork Bird, Jordan Stillman of The Ordinary Epic, Kyle Decker of Quest Friends, Alexi Tallender of The Ostium Podcast, David Orion Pina of Dose After You, Tamara Kassane of Artist Soapbox, Master Builder and The New Colossus, Amy Frost of Aquilow, Ali Hilton of Dining in the Void, and Andrew Wardlaw of Lamplight Radio Play. Thank you all again, and we'll be back in a few weeks. And also keep an eye out for a panel from last year's Pod Tales that will be appearing on The Fiend soon. Take care. Bye, everyone.